0: Rising aggression. The Chinese regime conducting live-fire military drills around Taiwan over the weekend. This just a day after Taiwan's president returned from her U.S. visit. China's People's Liberation Army putting out a short animation of simulated attacks on Taiwan on its WeChat account, showing missiles exploding in flames as they hit their targets. Taiwan responding with its own drills. The island's defense ministry on high alert. How do you think the back and forth will play out? Welcome to China in Focus. I'm Tiffany Meyer. The Chinese regime conducting live-fire military drills around Taiwan over the weekend. This just a day after Taiwan's president returned from a visit in the US. Taiwan's defense ministry said its military had spotted dozens of Chinese aircraft and several ships near its territory by midday and was especially monitoring the movement of Chinese missile forces chinese state broadcaster CCTV saying the military was maintaining an offensive posture around the island. That's on the second day of simulated precision strikes against Taiwan over the weekend. China's People's Liberation Army put out a short animation of simulated attacks on Taiwan on its WeChat account, showing missiles exploding in flames as they hit their targets. Taiwan's defense ministry saying the island is on high alert. Taiwanese Defense Ministry spokesperson condemning the war games as destabilizing and jeopardizing regional security.
1: With no intention to escalate the situation, the ROC Armed Forces will uphold our sovereignty and maintain our national security in a composed, rational and thoughtful manner.
0: ROC is the short form for Republic of China, Taiwan's official name. Taiwan's Coast Guard released video of a tense standoff with a Chinese military vessel on Saturday. Coast Guard officers seen following the Chinese warship and issuing a warning for it to leave over a communication device. Taiwan's Army, Navy and Air Force launched their own drills in response. That's after reporting 91 Chinese aircraft as well as 12 ships around
2: Taiwan. I would like to reiterate that the people of Taiwan love democracy, seek peace, and are keen to fulfill their responsibilities in the international community. She added, despite the pressure, Taiwan remains strong. We showed the international community that in the face of pressure and threats, Taiwan will be even more united and will absolutely not yield to suppression, nor, due to obstructions, stop exchanges with the world. The Chinese
0: regime claims it democratically governed Taiwan as its own territory, despite having never ruled it. Residents in Beijing voicing their support for China's military movement.
1: Military exercises are what we should do. It is good to beat Taiwan President Tsai one to death. Let's take Taiwan with military force. Personally, I think I will join a war against Taiwan, even if I'm just carrying cannon shells.
0: Another resident in Beijing says she's worried about her export business to North America, but adds she doesn't believe the U.S. would willingly go to war with China.
2: I am a little bit worried because my job involves international trade. My main markets are the United States and Canada. For those of us who work in international trade, we are worried there will be some impact. But I think the United States has always been very cunning. They won't let themselves suffer a lot. I don't think the United States are really going to fight with us.
0: Meanwhile, life in Taiwan has continued as normal, with no sign of panic or disruption from the Chinese drills.
1: The other side, China, is talking about unification while threatening military actions, which I think is quite pointless. If we can just live our lives in the current way and have Taiwan achieve a bigger status and position in the international space, I think this is more important.
0: But there's a rising sense of unease as one resident speaks of backup plans.
2: I am always planning. For example, my child also has a foreign passport, so I am thinking a lot, very far ahead. Yes. China claims democratically
0: governed Taiwan as its own territory and hasn't renounced the use of force to bring the island under its control. The Chinese Communist Party has never ruled Taiwan. A morale boost from a shop owner in Taiwan. People on the island are rushing to buy patches that depict a foremost on black bear punching Winnie the Pooh. The shop owner said the design is to cheer up Taiwanese troops.
3: We are open. We're open 24 hours means always being alert, just like our National Armed Forces are protecting our country 24 hours a day.
0: In China, people often compare Chinese Communist Party head Xi Jinping to Winnie the Pooh as a way of mocking the leader. While Formosan black bears, also called the Taiwanese black bear, are native to Taiwan. As tensions rise, questions about the world's superpowers and their abilities to fight are getting more attention. Who has the upper hand, the United States or China? Working to gain ground in that race, Beijing is ramping up output of its most advanced warplane. The regime bills it as a rival to the F-22 Raptor, America's best fighter jet. But experts say it's still too early to tell. Let's zoom in.
4: China is outpacing the U.S. in stealth fighter production, with its J-20 inventory set to top the U.S. Air Force's F-22s as early as this year. That's according to a February report by a London-based think tank. Is Washington losing its sky dominance over Beijing? Taiwan's military experts say aircraft yields are not the decisive factor in air superiority.
1: Beijing may soon catch up with the U.S. in terms of production, but it's still a generation behind in quality, which is a gap of about 10 to 15 years.
4: China's J-20 project dates back to the 1990s, but its real development only started after the unveiling of the U.S. F-22 the world's most capable combat aircraft. The jet that downed a Chinese spy balloon is the first fifth-generation fighter ever built. The Pentagon has banned its export for technology security, but China has been accused of ripping off U.S. know-how to grow its own version of the fighter.
1: The Chinese Communist Party named the J-20 a fifth-generation fighter for its claimed stealth capabilities, comparable to those of the F-22. But the J-20 is not a true fifth-generation fighter.
4: The J-20 mimics the F-22's built-in weapon bays, a key feature in the American fighter's stealth design. But J-20's current engines are no match for the cutting-edge versions used in F-22s. Because of this, the J-20 cannot sustain supersonic flight without using afterburners for extra thrust, while the U.S. F-22 can, marking a major difference in air combat abilities. Meanwhile, experts note that China's warplane lacks field-proven combat experience. By contrast, the U.S. boasts the best software and hardware match, capable of standing the test of real combat. The
1: F-22 is catapult-launched while the J-20 is toss-launched. That's one advantage the F-22 has in combat when time is critical.
3: Chinese carriers are weak in launching warplanes. For example, a carrier in the U.S. 7th Fleet can launch an F-35 in an average of one minute. For the Chinese Liaoning or Shandong, however, the time could be 15 minutes. That's a 15 fold difference.
4: The White House is further tightening restrictions on chip exports. Analysts see the move as a deeper check on the Chinese military's future combat power.
0: A Monday meeting in the Indo-Pacific held to discuss disputed waters in the East China Sea. Senior Japanese and Chinese officials shook hands in Tokyo. The meeting comes after President Tsai Ing-wen visited the U.S. and met House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. During that time, Chinese warplanes and warships simulated strikes against Taiwan. Japan's defense ministry also said China's Shandong aircraft carrier conducted 120 aircraft launches and landing Sunday in waters close to Japan's Okinawan Islands. In response, Japan confirmed on Monday it scrambled military jets balance between the approaches of two world powers this is the path french president emmanuel macron says europe should embrace when it comes to taiwan
2: he says europe should quote neither adapt to the american rhythm nor a chinese overreaction hinting at a desire to pave its own way in an interview sunday macron said the worst outcome would be for europeans to think they must become followers on the topic of taiwan This after his meeting with Chinese regime leader Xi Jinping. The visit included a rare tea ceremony as part of an unusually lavish welcome for a state visit. Last week, Macron traveled to China with a 50-member business delegation. Among the companies represented were Airbus and nuclear energy producer EDF. They signed deals during the visit. Macron also said Europe should reduce its dependence on the U.S. dollar adding that there's a great risk that Europe gets caught up in crises that are not ours, which prevents it from building its strategic autonomy. Xi and the Chinese Communist Party are backing Macron's strategic autonomy concept, and Chinese officials often refer to it when meeting with other European officials. His words triggered stark backlash in the U.S., as well as in Central and Eastern Europe especially when the US is deeply involved in a war taking place in Europe, Russia's invasion of Ukraine.
3: Because we're pretty heavily involved in Ukraine right now. We're spending a lot of our taxpayer money on a European war. And I've supported that because I think it's in the national interest of the United States to be allies to our allies. But if our allies' position, if, if in fact Macron speaks for all of Europe and their position now is they're not gonna pick sides between the US and China over Taiwan, maybe we shouldn't be picking sides either. Maybe we should basically say, we're gonna focus on Taiwan and the threats that China poses, and you guys handle Ukraine and
2: Europe. Andreas Fulda, associate professor for social sciences at the University of Nottingham, wrote that Macron got it wrong. He says the US-China rivalry is not just about power, but about values. If Taiwan falls, the liberal international order would be history. The Xi regime is a threat to freedom and democracy everywhere. We must stand up to the CCP and defend our democratic way of life.
0: Why did the French president and the European Union head go to China? We spoke to James Gorey, author of The China Crisis and contributor to The Epoch Times, for details.
3: Macron would like to extend or expand trade with China. Um, He sees the trend and um, he sees the the ongoing de-dollarization of the global economy. And they're seeing the dollar being replaced with either the yuan or basket currencies and so forth. So both uh, Macron and uh, van der Leyen are there for realpolitik reasons. They know where the power lies.
5: China's leader Xi Jinping was very lavish in terms of how he treated Macron last week, such as inviting him to a tea ceremony. James Gorey says there is something behind it. He wants to push the U.S
3: out of its spheres of influence, which includes Europe, obviously. You know, the Eurozone is the largest economic zone on Earth, and uh, and Xi Jinping sees a terrific opportunity to turn Europe eastward and break the Atlantic alliance, economic alliance, political alliance, military alliance.
5: James Gorey believes the world is moving away from a U.S.-led world order.
0: As Tesla
5: expands
0: its productions in China, Apple is making its way out. On Sunday, Tesla announced a plan to open a Megapack batteries factory in Shanghai in an effort to supplement California-based production. The Megapack stores electricity generated by renewable energy to reduce the vehicle's reliance on coal and natural gas. Tesla is taking advantage of China's battery supply chain to lower the costs of its products, all in an effort to meet increasing demands for energy storage the chairman of chinese battery giant cattle a longtime partner of tesla said the battery market will eventually get larger than that for electric vehicles themselves in 2019 tesla began producing its model 3 cars in shanghai and is now capable of producing 22000 of them per week meanwhile apple is doing the opposite Given the ongoing dispute between Beijing and Washington, the U.S. tech giant is seeking to shift its production to India. In 2022, Apple also experienced a major supply chain disruption due to China's lockdown-driven COVID-19 policy popular social media app TikTok seemingly on a collision course. More than half of all U.S. states have outlawed the app from government-managed devices, with urgency and support growing for even larger nationwide bans, even one that could cover personal devices too. As lawmakers take issue with the app's Chinese parent ByteDance and concerns that U.S. user data could end up in Beijing, it could mark a prime opportunity for other platforms to step in. And TikTok sibling Lemon8 seems to be doing just that. Also owned by ByteDance, the alternative social media features a blend of Instagram and TikTok-style content. Some have likened it to platforms like Pinterest, both for the wide range of home decor, health and beauty content it offers, and for its artsy, vibrant aesthetic. The app has seen 17 million global downloads since its launch in March 2020. 650,000 of those came from the U.S. within the past week and a half. Those numbers, reflecting ByteDance's resolve to hold on to its dominance in the U.S. market. That success is also being helped along by another factor. Companies are moving away from a years-long status quo, discouraging workers from sharing their professional lives online. Some of them, like Cisco, Ericsson and United Airlines, are now even urging staff toward influencer roles. It's even reached the White House, as hundreds of content creators now collaborate with the Biden administration. A Chinese company suing an American corporation over copyright issues. Chinese search engine Baidu is taking Apple and app developers to court because of fake copies of its Ernie Bot app. Here's the latest.
5: The company launched Ernie last month. The AI-powered bot has been touted as China's closest answer to ChatGPT. Baidu says there's no official Ernie app yet, but in Apple Store, there are a couple of counterfeit applications of Ernie Bot. As a result, Baidu filed lawsuits in Beijing against Apple and the developers of the fakes. Apple did not respond to NTD's request for comment before air. The Ernie Bot is only available to users who apply for and receive access codes. Baidu also warned against people selling the codes.
0: India is on course to beat out China, at least in terms of resident numbers. According to United Nations projections, it's now poised to become the world's most populous country. With a population of over 1.4 billion, India is expected to take the top spot by the end of this month, overtaking China in the process. India's 2011 census put the country's population at just over 1.2 billion. Meaning that in the last 12 years, the country has added over 200 million people to its population. That's more than half of the population of the United States. Though the explosion may pose certain challenges, such as future mass migration to urban areas, as well as issues related to providing infrastructure and basic amenities. Meanwhile, China is suffering a major population decline and grappling with a shrinking labor force. That's as its number of retirement age citizens grows. Coming up, Beijing expanding its reach in the Middle East. The biggest development, its brokering of a peace deal between two long years' enemies. But well, what implications do those actions have for the U.S. and the world? After the break, we hear from Faisal Saeed Al founder of Ideas Beyond Borders, for details. More in just a minute here on China in Focus. Welcome back to China in Focus. I'm Tiffany Meyer. Next, we zoom in on China's increasing presence in the Middle East, from brokering peace deals to cultural differences. What does this mean for the U.S. and the world? Joining us is Faisal Saeed Almutar, founder of Ideas Beyond Borders, to help explain. So I want to zoom in. There seems to be a lot of growing Chinese presence in the Middle East. We saw recently Saudi Arabia and Iran brokering this deal that was actually kind of struck by China. And so what do you make of China's growing presence? What does China care so much about the Middle East?
6: The Middle East has always been a battlefield uh, between multiple countries around the world. During the Cold War, uh, the Soviet Union used to translate materials of communism and spread them all across the Middle East. Prior to that, uh, the era between World War One and World War Two, and the fact that whenever you go walk in the streets of Jordan streets of Beirut and other countries, you see the books of Mein Kampf in many libraries. Is is that the fact that the Middle East, because of its resources and because of its kind of influence, has uh, it's always literally been a battlefield and, and it is one of the forefronts right now for China to expand its influence. Um, Unfortunately, China remains, uh, has a very positive reputation um, across the Middle East uh, due to the fact that it doesn't have what some people consider a hostile history, uh, like countries in Europe or um, or the United States in particular. So that's how they're kind of portraying themselves to the region, is that we are a a peaceful uh, broker that tries to uh, make—we're not trying to interfere in your culture. We are just here to to make everybody get along. Um, and for many of the aristocrats, um, they, they love it. I mean, for they, the Chinese are telling them, well, we kill our journalists too. So you can, you can do whatever you want. So they're selling this kind of package in which uh, there is limited intervention. Most of it is just focused on economics. Uh, well, the devil is in the details. Um, in, in terms of selling their surveillance technology, trying to utilize a lot of the resources within the Middle East. I mean, Saudi Arabia is one of the, I believe, one of the um, biggest sellers of oil to China. And the same fact that they have a deal with both Iran and Saudi Arabia, which is something very rare uh, that America could, does not have, and, and so is other countries. So they're trying to kind of—not only impose their influence, but really utilize it. Uh, To create more dominance in the region and compete with the United States
0: and Faisal, on that note Speaking of cultures, it seems seven years ago in an interview with the Rubin report You brought up that humans have rights cultures don't have rights So you actually saw the US tanks roll into Baghdad about 20 years ago So how do you view this cultural difference between as you're mentioning? Maybe the US bringing in both good and bad versus what the Chinese regime is bringing in?
6: The the difference is massive, and and unfortunately, the United States uh, did not really have any kind of a cohesive idea of them spreading their culture. I mean, the 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 introduction for many Iraqis, um, which is a country that never really had a democracy and never ha- had these ideas kind of discussed in public, uh, the introduction to democracy for them was coming through U.S. tanks and U.S. soldiers, and that's generally not the best way to introduce a, a country to a democracy. It's not it's not coming through. The, the lenses of 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 television of communication or, or cultural exchange um, so and seeing that kind of model not really, I mean it has succeeded in some areas in northern Iraq in the Kurdistan region of Iraq but but most of the country views the United, view the United States in a kind of very negative light um, well in 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 the and the China model which is authoritarian uh, at, at its best and, and kind of culturally closer um, they are able to, easily adjust uh, so that, in a way, they're not selling a foreign idea to most of the aristocrats in the region. They're, they're telling them, well, we exactly want many of the things that you want. We're not going to interfere in our, your human rights record or the way that you treat women in Iran or, 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 or do anything in, in, in Egypt. Uh, we're going to keep the status quo as it is. And uh, we are not really interested in interfering in that. And for many of the yeah, the the aristocrats that's like the the best deal ever in which you can maintain the Chinese investments you can have the Huawei and the 5G and they can at least give the illusion that the people are having uh, a, a decent life while this, at the same time having an absolute control of them so so I think that that puts um, China at a great advantage uh, unfortunately I mean there was a a kind of a Twitter poll made by a known uh, journalist called Faisal Qasim kind of shares the first name as I do. And he was saying that between all of the three major powers, which one is your favorite? And he put like the name of the country and, and the leaders. It was Xi Jinping and Putin and, and the United States. And Xi Jinping was actually number one in terms of the popularity uh, among the, the, the general public. That many people view China as a less hostile country. It's not a country that tried to change the, the ways of the people. Uh, While well, Russia, because of this intervention in Syria, they kind of triggered some, some animosity. And, and because of the United States, kind of used to be massive influence, now it's, it's, it's more in decline, which is also part of the reason why the Saudis and others are sensing, is that they saw the, with the chaotic withdrawal of, of Afghanistan. They saw that the U.S., uh, on one side, they pick some of the regimes, but on the other hand, they, they flip against them. So with China, you have a president for life, and they see that the deal they make with China right now is going to be the deal that they're going to stick with forever, uh, while something that the view US, U.S. has always been a view that is that is pretty a murky ally. Is that on on one hand they might support you, on the other hand they might flip. So they see China as kind of a reliable, culturally close ally that can keep the status quo and able to keep, keep, put everyone together.
0: Faisal Al-Muntar, thank you so much for joining us.
6: Thank you so much for having
2: me.